welcome to another episode of the Sharing Time Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Sean Rapier. I am the other host, Ken Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going to be one of those nights. (laughs) Nobody makes me laugh like Ken Craig. So uh, we are building up our audience. We just had uh, Teresa Jardine Mangum jump in. Teresa, welcome. We've got Marley Shumway, Mickey Fowler. We got a bunch of other people. I'm not sure who because they haven't told us who they are yet or that they're on. But we're so glad you've all joined us tonight. And Ken, it is just the most wonderful, special thing. It is conference. Absolutely, it is. So, first question: Did you know it was conference this weekend? Were you <laughs> I did. Of- I heard the rumors. Yes. <laughs> Were you able to find it? Yeah, I yes. found. I found it all right. Yeah. All right on so the interwebs. On the interwebs. Uh, oh, we've got Phil Painter. Who Phil Painter, hey, checked in from hey, Las Phil. Vegas and yeah. says, "Hey, Ken. Hey, Phil. Phil sold me like my first car." Yeah, yeah. I'm a little, uh, a little left out here. Hello, yeah, I'm Ken. sorry. Yeah, and uh, but that's good. Phil, Phil. If you, Sean, if you don't mind, I'd like to take this from yeah. Phil. Hello, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> good so guy. we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about general conference, not stake or ward, but general conference, and uh, super excited to hear your thoughts on it. First of all, Ken, do you have a preference? Between October and April conference, do you prefer one or the other for any reason? No, I mean, no, I'm not. Gosh, that's a good question. I've never thought tell. of it. Ken and I, Ken literally got here about four minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. We did no preparation. Conference is twice a year? Yeah, twice. Wait, which conference? <laughs> I think I've always liked um, October because you're kind of heading into f- fall and the holidays mm. and stuff like that. But that's totally irrelevant from from conference so not that's just time of year so no not really one one session over the other How about I, I you? prefer april and, and for the, kind of for the same reason is we're coming out of winter yeah and it's springtime but also it's easter yeah you know and and october october conference is a little bit uh tricky it, half the time falls on my wife's birthday uh, and uh we enjoy it you know it's part of her birthday whatever her birthday is usually around that time well, her birthday is always the same day. <laughs> I should say conference. It's usually her birthday falls somewhere between somewhere the, in the fall. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, it was it was just wonderful. Uh, are you starting to get used to the not in the conference center? Uh, kind of. I actually like noticed the background on this one. It was like that kind of marble. I was it. like. Yeah, I like that backdrop. <laughs> All right, just say what it looked like, though. Come on. What I don't know what did it looked like. Sean? Oh gosh, Ernest Bourne. It looked like bacon. It looked like bacon. <laughs> yeah, it did. It looked like bacon. And I think I felt the spirit. Yes, when I saw bacon, everything is better with bacon. I was I was praying for a real witness. <laughs> saw the bacon. Yeah, and just no. Um, I was hungry the entire conference weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank heavens it wasn't fast Sunday. Um, no, I actually posted on my personal Facebook page that uh, I was excited for conference and, and took a picture of the TV. And uh, Ernest Bourne, who is uh, if you ever watch uh, Working with Lemons. They do oh, the, yeah. the YouTube videos. They've had more than 2 billion views. They do like live action of Disney films. And you had um, them on Latter-day Lives. Yeah, right? they were on Latter-day Lives. Yeah. I grew up with Ernest. He's okay. been a friend of mine since I was about 10. But uh, so I, I put it up there and he said, uh, the background looks like bacon. You can't unsee it. <laughs> and it is so true. The rest of the time I was like, large, beautiful pieces of bacon. So it was uh, it was really nice. Uh, yeah. All right, so before we jump into conference, 
uh, itself and for all of our, boy, we're really building an audience. That's awesome. Uh, for, for all of our uh, viewers out there, um, first of all, if you can make sure that you're commenting on the actual sharing time, that's all we can see is the actual sharing time page. I don't know if you're watching through Ken or through me yeah. or through Latter-day Lives if, uh, if, you, if we're going to see your comments. So just make sure. We definitely don't want to ignore your comments. But uh, this is for our audience as well as for you, Ken. Uh, do you have a specific thing you do on Saturday? Is there a big breakfast beforehand is it hurry and try to get stuff done before it starts yeah. what's your what's your thing with uh with saturday we do the big breakfast on sunday so okay. saturday is kind of it's a little more uh and and also as you know we have this family tradition on sundays of being in our church clothes all yes. day even if we're not going to church so even on conference weekend on sunday we will be in our in our church clothes in church but clo- not our on church. saturday <laughs> yeah. our church is close yes <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, my yeah, but yeah, no. Saturday is, is a little more leisure. It is kind of sleeping in as late as you can, and then yeah. grabbing food and and uh, and getting in front of the TV. But but no, no, no traditions really on Saturday, except I guess Saturday night is usually burger. I know you do some a big yeah. We'll jump into priesthood right? session. Yeah, but Here. no. On Saturday mornings, do you do? Do you guys do anything? No, but okay. but uh, Kim Green, welcome. Kim Green said bacon and a bunch of laughy faces. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly, right, Kim. <laughs> Kim, that's how I responded to. It was funny. Um, no, we don't really have a, we don't have a tradition. Um, we have between middle of March and sort of early f- April, my wife's family has like seven birthdays or something like that. So oh, yeah. usually conference weekend, Saturday for April, we go over to my in-laws in between sessions. Okay. And uh, and celebrate birthdays. Celebrate birthdays, but for the morning session, not really. I feel like the morning session is the warm up. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's <laughs> how many members we got, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's happening. We all uh, They're like us on when we kick off. We're waiting for the crowd to kind yeah. of gather and <laughs> yes. yeah. So anyway, it was it was. Uh, it was really, it was really nice. It was really uh, this this past Saturday, we turned it on, and it was like, oh, oh, I know I had done a lot of prep, but I hadn't really prepped that morning. I was kind of in, I was getting a lot done because we had a bunch of people over Saturday night, yeah, and we were going over to my in laws, so I was making potatoes for my in laws, and kind of running around, and then Saturday started, and it was just awesome. Uh, Marley Shumway says, uh, our Saturday in spring is usually my daughter's birthday, so it's yeah. pie day. Nice. Oh, yeah, a little birthday pie. Boy, bacon pie. <laughs> this is turning into the best conference ever. <laughs> Thanks, Marley. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I wonder, Marley, does she love having her birthday tied to conference? Uh, just curious if she enjoys that. But um, anyway, let's jump into... Sort of your experiences. Uh, what are your experiences, all of our uh, viewers at home? What were your experiences with Saturday? We could do Saturday morning, afternoon, evening. Yeah, you want to go chronologically? or <laughs> No, just anything Saturday. And realistically, we could jump into anything Sunday. But uh, did, was there anything from Saturday that stood out to you? Uh, I, well, I love, I mean, it felt like President Nelson was up about every third <laughs> speaker with, you know, he, he was present a lot and every time he spoke i thought it was just uh 
just really powerful. Maybe um, not the right thing to focus on, but doesn't he look good? Yeah, like healthy. <laughs> I mean, healthy, like yeah. vibrant. Yeah. I always feel like, Sean, what is wrong with you? Get your crap together. <laughs> the prophet is not a young man. Uh, no. uh, Marley Shumway says, sometimes, not always. On <laughs> yeah, the birthday. sure. Tricky when you're younger. Uh, but yeah, I just, I I noticed that too. It felt like, and I, there have been many conferences where like the prophet will participate a lot in one session. Mm-hmm. This was like yeah, throughout was the entire yeah. conference. Right? Yeah, he got yeah, he was up constantly. I, I can tell you one one of the things on Saturday that um, well, I don't know if we want to get into the nitty gritty of all the talks, but um, Elder Gong talked about the um, you know the parable of the Good Samaritan, and when he referred to the church to our community as the inn, where the Samaritan yeah. was dropped off and. I, I don't know if I've ever felt, um, I don't want to say proud, but pr- prouder or more the, more noble about being part of that community of thought, like, yes, drop your people off here. We will love them, was kind of that feeling I got. And, and I felt, um, I had never thought of it as that, uh, I just, it felt so unified, this image of an inn, of one place where we're all together to yeah. to to sucker people, to bring them in, to to help them. I um, I love that feeling. I remember years ago. Um, I maybe I've shared this with you, Sean. You've traveled a lot, but I was in Brazil for for work, mm. and I was meeting with a, a guy that was a distributor, possibly a potential distributor for us for this product. Not a member of the church, but we went out to lunch. And my Portuguese, because I served in Portugal, <laughs> yeah. super rusty, but he spoke beautiful Portuguese. He didn't speak any English. We go to lunch, and he said, um, "Oh, you've got to try this uh, beer." And I said, "Oh, I don't, uh, I don't drink alcohol." And he's like, "Oh, okay," and kind of very accepting. He goes, "You got to try this tea." <laughs> and I said, "I don't, I don't drink tea either." Cup of coffee. And he goes, "Are you Mormon? Are you a member of the of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints?" And I said, "Yeah, I am." And he goes, "I knew it. I knew it as soon as I saw you." Mm. I have done work with people who have built your temple here in Sao Paulo. Wow. And any person I've ever dealt with that is in your church, they have a light about them. There is goodness in them. And I suddenly fell in love with every Brazilian member of the church because I thought, <laughs> and so I kind of felt like that with the inn, right? This yeah. inn that the Good Samaritan has dropped up. When when we're all in this community to, together, I just, I don't know, I just, I loved that imagery. So that was something that stood out to me on Saturday. It's a beautiful sentiment. It's a beautiful sentiment that the church is the in. And it it shifts. I think for a long time, there was a perception that the church is the place where the perfect go. And I've (laughs) met people who've been like, I'm not, my kind isn't welcome there. Right, right. And the fact that we're the inn, yeah. And, I like that, yeah. And I just love Garrett Gone. And I thought that was one of the themes you heard over and over was inclusiveness. Yes. And, and making mm. sure that there is kindness and making sure that we are listening to every everybody that, that comes has something valuable to share. And for, I mean, that was Elder Gong, that was uh, President Ballard. That was Elder Renlin. Uh, yeah. I mean, just so many that, I, that touched on that, I thought, just mm. the, the inclusiveness. So that was that was something that stood out to me. I've talked way too long. Do we have any? <laughs> no, <laughs> Ken, you're, you're spot on. That was a really touching one. And there's something so meek and sweet about Elder Gong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had the funny thought. 
this weekend when Elder Gong was speaking, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk and there's been a lot of Asian hate that's been going on. Oh, yeah. And uh, especially elderly Asian people have been specifically, for some reason, elderly Asian people. And I just thought, you know, if anybody could just, anybody with ridiculous, stupid, racist feelings toward Asians spent three minutes with Elder Gong, <laughs> your heart would just be melted. Yeah. He is the, just so, the sweetest yeah, man. So meek. Yeah. Um, Mickey Fowler says about the prophet, he's 95 going on 75. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is really funny because I'm 48 going on 75. <laughs> uh, I bet you'll beat him there. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure he and I will cross because, man, you are not wrong, Mickey. Uh, and then Marley Shumway says, it seemed to me the morning session was a be kind and inclusive theme. And, and Marley, I yeah. totally agree. Um, I'm going to share something that I shared a little bit uh, about on uh, Latter-day Lives, uh, the end of the episode this week. Um, I had one of the most spiritual conference experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, it was the uh, second talk. It was by Joy Jones. Mm-hmm. It was called Essential Conversations. And she was just released as the primary president. She's amazing. She was amazing. Uh, and, you know, I, I think we all carry some level of guilt about parenting. Maybe you don't, Ken. You <laughs> oh, <guys>. yes. <laughs> Maybe you have none of that guilt. I'm not speaking for you. I carry a lot where I go, man, you know, I traveled a lot when my kids were growing up. Mm -hmm. Was I there for them enough? And I've seen some of my kids leave the church and I go, is that on me? Did I not, didn't, maybe there were Mondays we didn't do family night or did I not testify to them enough? And maybe if I had just been more, I carry that guilt. Yeah. So I went into conference with a prayer about uh, some other things that I was really hoping to get an answer on. And during this talk... Sometimes, you know, when when you you almost, it's like, it's like the song Cat in the Cradle. I don't want to hear it. You know, I don't want to hear it that I was at work too much. You know, there's certain things that you immediately in your heart, you just go, yep, I blew it there. I can't get it back. I wasn't expecting it, but I received the most overwhelming, just strong spirit just overcame me that I had done all I could for my children. It was the weirdest thing, Interesting. and maybe it's a weird format to share. I started to cry, and I cried for about five minutes. This warm, warm, the Holy Ghost came over me so strong with this warm feeling, and I was thinking about specific children of mine mm-hmm. that I just carry this, man, I, because of some of the choices they've made in life, I must not have been enough. I must not have done enough. Yeah. And the Spirit just came to me and said, you did well. And I, in fact, Vanessa looked over, because this isn't like a cry or talk. It was (laughs) not. Right. It wasn't a, yeah, there wasn't And my wife looks over at me like, are you crying? (laughs) And what's funny is I was cutting onions. She's like, is it the onions? (laughs) Like, yes, it's the the onions. I couldn't even talk about it for a few minutes. So I love Joy Jones, and I love the essential conversations. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, it's... It's again, it, it's about little children. I don't have little children anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was saying these are the things to talk about with your, uh, you know, with your children. Yeah. But man, that was a special talk for me. No, it was a powerful one. And she, I loved her. Uh, was that the one with the kid that fell out of bed and said, I guess I just wasn't far I, I enough in? I guess I wasn't far enough in. Make <laughs> yeah. sure to teach your kids to be far enough yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. That was a special one. 
Uh, hello, Mark Buchanan. Mark Buchanan says, this year was special for me. It was my 10th year playing John in Rob Gardner's live production of Lamb of God. Hmm. Our last show was the Friday night before conference weekend at oh, the Madeline Theater ways. in Salt Lake. It was awesome. The first presidency was there. And some of the 12 and the wives. It was an awesome way to start Easter and Easter conference. Mark, that yeah, is phenomenal, that's... playing John in Lamb of God. That'll start your weekend off, your yeah. Easter weekend off well. <laughs> yeah. Another another thing I got excited about was uh, was uh, Elder Uchtdorf, God oh, yeah. Among Us. What a beautiful way to start. I felt like that was sort of the, I'm going to create the platform, you yeah. know? And in his talk, he, he talks about how we find God and that there are angels among us, that God is among us, salvation is among us, <laughs> Jesus is among us, and he just goes through and... You know, again, I think it's a concept that we have that we're here and God, angels, Christ are all over there. <laughs> right. They're there. I'm here. We're I used here. to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm here. And they're over there. Yeah. And eventually I'll be there with them. <laughs> and it was such a beautiful, reassuring thought to kind of hear, no, no, they're here. Yeah. This is all one. I get very caught up in the... Uh, Sort of the missionary explanation of, you know, here's the pre-existence, the here's the mortal, yeah. <laughs> and we were here, we came here, and in my mind, they're all somewhat partitioned, but yeah. the truth of the matter is... They're here. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're here, which I really wish I hadn't just thought about Polstergeist when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> they're here. It's a product of the 80s. Yeah, darn um, it. I thought there was something Elder Uchtdorf said, and this was... I, this was not where he was going with his whole message, but he talked about looking back on himself when he was younger. And he says, I look back at my younger self with kindness. Mm. And I would encourage, you know, if I could, I would encourage him to keep the faith and to, you know, stay on the path. And And I thought, looking back at ourselves with kindness, I struggle with that. I struggle with looking back at myself as a teen yeah. youth. And as a young father, and last week, <laughs> I have a hard time looking back with kindness because I always feel like I should have known better, or I wish I hadn't done that. Or, and uh, I really liked when he said that. And that, that was again not really germane to his topic, but when he said it, I thought I, I love that. I love that encouragement to look to look back at our younger selves with with kindness. And to, yeah, why is it, Ken? Because it, it, I feel the same way. And yet, as you're saying it, I'm going, Ken, you're the best. Are you kidding me? I've known you for, you know, almost well, more than 25 years now. You're amazing. And by the way, all of our friends are all amazing. Everyone's amazing but me. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Incorrect. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's, we tell the, the, the That's things That's the lens we, that we look through, right? The things we tell ourselves. Yeah we would never feel that way about other people. Yeah. I look at everyone I know and I go, they're all amazing. They're all such beautiful, wonderful people. They're great fathers. They're great husbands. They're all great. I'm the failure. <laughs> <laughs> that, go, that goes right back to Elder Gong. Remember Elder Gong said, uh, the Savior knows everything about you that you don't want anyone else to know. <laughs> he knows all the things that you don't want anyone else to know, and he loves you anyway. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's... <laughs> that is that That's is amazing. beautiful. Yeah, I want to go to another talk. Uh, I you know I heard someone once say you sh really shouldn't have 
favorite apostles. Yeah. I don't know why. What's your take on that, Ken? Do you feel we should not have favorite? I don't like. I think it's great to have. I think I think that's an indication of of an apostle who has spoken to something that resonated with you, right? A talk that you needed to hear at that time, or several talks, or maybe their a- approach, their sensibility. To, yeah, um, I, it does seem weird when it kind of crosses a line into celebrity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that always makes me a little bit like oh. Uh. Like the Neil A. Maxwell poster I have hanging in my room. <laughs> For example, that's signed to Sean. Neil A. Maxwell tour 1985. Yeah. Like, I think if it becomes fandom, it's a little bit odd, but I completely understand the feeling of of uh, feeling attached to somebody who has, who has spoken to something or something that's touched you uh, personally. Yeah. Or yeah, like you say, kind of a general sensibility of, oh, that's, they speak in a way that I hear it. You know, so do you do, but all right. So, all this being said, we won't say favorite, but is there <laughs> an apostle or prophet or speaker that you specifically look forward to? Gosh, if I say it, everyone's going to nod their head with me. I feel like Go Elder ahead. Holland, Elder Holland, yeah, Elder Holland's one of those that he seems to be. And we would love to know out in our audience if there is a speaker, whether it's a, an apostle, a member of the Relief Society presidency, the primary presidency, any any apostle, prophet. But for you, Elder Holland, what is it about Elder, Elder Holland? Holland? Does, I, I don't know. I think he, I feel like he's talking um, <laughs> like he knows me. It's almost it feels personal when he's, he's talking. He's very in control. Yeah, he seems he seems very in control of the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels yeah. He feels tuned in. I'll also say. Um, I mean, yeah. And I think a lot of people. Uh, I think he also touches on subjects that that seem timely. And uh, are on people's hearts at the time that he that he speaks, and so I. But also, he's I mean, he's a wonderful storyteller, yeah. and so was, he has a great. And sense I love of humor that too. I appreciate um, other apostles who have. I think President Oak speaks very yeah. clearly, like like the lawyer in him, right? It's like a chess game. I am setting up this point. I am setting up this point. Here's the main point, and and so his his ability to. With clarity, is, yeah. I, I love it's, uh, it's when, when Elder Oaks is speaking. I get nervous if anyone in our living room talks because I'm like, he's gonna hear, Shh. <laughs> we're gonna get in trouble, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet, I interviewed Jenny Oaks Baker, uh-huh. uh, for Latter day Lives, and to hear her talk about her father, and just she's like, he's fun and yeah. he's hilarious yeah. and he's a joker and he loves going on vacation. Yeah. And I'm like, I almost don't want to see that because <laughs> I love the authority yeah. that he speaks with. And I love the clinical mind and the mind of a lawyer. Yeah. But then he always brings through caring that just makes me go, ah. Oh. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know why. And I don't know that it's anybody else that he's in their top five, but maybe my favorite speaker of all time uh-huh. is Henry B. Eyring. Oh, yeah. I love Elder Eyring so much. Oh, yeah. And I get, first of all, it's like it's a rule that if President Eyring cries, I cry. <laughs> That's all there is to it. And it's a rule he's going to cry. And it's a rule he has that a he's tender cry. heart, he yeah, and tender. which resonates with me. I'm a crier, and but, so. But I'll tell you, what else, <laughs> I'll tell you what else makes me happy, and what I look forward to, and what I can't wait for during conference is when he refers to himself as Hal, <laughs> when he is telling a story, and he says, "And then my mother came over, and she said, Hal, and I just lose it. I just the fact that I see him, he now is Henry B. Iring. 
he used to be Hal. When yeah. he was a little kid, he was Hal. <laughs> I have to I have to tell you this story, Sean, and I hope it's okay that I share this, but I was in a small meeting with President Eyring, and it was no bigger than your living room. I mean, it was a small and it was for work. You know, I work for the church, and so it was this meeting, and he was talking about receiving revelation. Mm. And he said um, that he was praying about something, and he said, and I heard the answer, how? And then he pauses, and he goes, Heavenly Father calls me how? And we all, <laughs> we all start laughing, and then he goes, oh, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. And it was like, oh. Wow. Yeah, and Damn, I thought, wow. yeah. And, I, and to me, I thought, I, I have never sought to hear my name when I'm receiving revelation. I'm not looking for Heavenly Father to say Ken or the Lord, you know, to say Ken. And out of fairness, he would say Kenny. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's but almost because Hal is a nickname, yes. right? But I think he thinks of Henry as his father. I don't know. He didn't he didn't he didn't expound on Ken, it. Ken, that's one of the most beautiful stories I've ever heard. Yeah, like that kind of personal relationship where that's how he hears mm. it. And I hope I'm not Talking out of school, but no, it was that's a really a, I'm special. I'm sure he would love that you, that you share. That's a beautiful yeah, experience. So uh, we've got lots of thoughts from our audience. I love this participation. Uh, Mark says President Nelson's talk Sunday morning on increasing our faith and the five steps he gave. This made me think about how I was doing in my own life, who I need to forgive, and what what I can do better. Beautiful. Oh, hello, my dear old friend Heidi Saban Williamson. Hi, Heidi. Uh, she says, my mother who passed away five years ago. Oh, Heidi, I'm so sorry. I've known the Saban family forever. Uh, who passed away five years ago, served her mission in Germany in 1958. So even though the timing doesn't match up completely for Elder Uchtdorf, it still touched my heart that she went and served a group of people that had been an enemy only a decade or so before that. I loved his talk. Wow. That part of it to talk about, and it put in perspective countries that we deem enemies now. Yeah. That was just beautiful. Uh, Mar- I, had that, I had that very similar uh, experience. My dad passed away two years ago this Sunday. Was this it coming, really? It's been this two coming years. Sunday. Wow. And, um, and he served his mission in New Zealand. And mm. Elder Palmer, uh, mm. Mark Palmer spoke Mark about Palmer, the yeah. resurrection mm. with that New Zealand accent. And I just thought of my dad and it was, it was very moving. So very similar experiences. Uh, as, I'm sorry, I forgot. Heidi. Yeah. Heidi with, uh, with Germany and with uh, that's Elder beautiful. Ken. So yeah, I, I, that resonated with me too. Beautiful Heidi. Heidi. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Marley says, I love most of Elder Holland's talks. Uh, Mickey Fowler says, wasn't Elder Holland on Saturday? He's always a highlight for me. He is always a highlight. I mean, he's incredible. Uh, Marley says of Elder Holland, he speaks as one of the masses. That's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, Yeah, like he's standing among us. He knows. Yeah. He doesn't speak from up here. He speaks right with us, which I I just love. Uh, Marie Godfrey. Hi, Marie. Marie says, late tuning in. What about Oaks Talk? We're going to get to that. We are going to get to <laughs> Oaks Talk. Hey, Tad Tidwell. Tad says, uh, I ring also. Thank you, Tad. That's awesome. And he says, I love Hal. <laughs> I just love it. And it makes it makes me cry. And Tad, thanks so much for, for tuning in. Uh, I love it. I love him. He is such a tender soul. And when you, you hear the voice start to break. Yeah. And then he pauses. Yeah, and he does the... He does the... He can hear the... <laughs> And then a little bit of the scratchy voice. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. If you, who do you miss? Do you think of past? I miss President Hinckley. Apostle, terribly, President Hinckley. Terribly. Okay. 
I, um, I mean, there are several. Marvin J. Ashton. If yeah. you read his talks now, that there was a, just a gentleness to him that I. Do you remember him. President Hinckley? This is one of my. This is one of my, if not my favorite, conference moment of all time. Uh, President Hinckley. This was at a priesthood session. And obviously many years ago, because it was President Hinckley, but also because we were at the church, so it was before they started right. broadcasting. Uh-huh. Uh, President Hinckley gave a talk, and he had been on 60 Minutes. And he was interviewed by Mike Wallace mm-hmm. on 60 Minutes. And he said, they only ended up showing about five minutes of our actual interview. And then he followed me around and other stuff. And he said, I would like to read the entire transcript of everything we said. <laughs> And he reads, here's the question, you know, do you feel like this? And here's my answer. And then he says, he says, the next question was, President Hinckley, it seems like the world is going to hell, his word, not mine, in a handbasket. <laughs> and I just loved that. Uh, um, I, yeah, I, oh, we've got, uh, Marley says, I miss Elder Packer. I loved how direct he was. He never beat around the bush. Yeah, you knew. <laughs> yeah. For for me it's it's President Monson. Oh, I yeah. miss President Monson. It's funny, this is how old Ken and I are. I miss President Kimball. Yeah. You know, President Kimball was kind of my it was the first prophet I knew, yeah. you know. I mean, I was little, but I knew, oh, President Kimball was the prophet. And in fact, when he passed, I believe President Benson was next after yeah. Kimball. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's not the prophet. The prophet <laughs> was President Kimball. Yeah, yeah. But uh, President Monson, he just had a sensibility about him where it felt like he must not even have a prompter. He must just yeah. be getting up and just yeah. telling us. Well, I, I think of how much confidence Father had in him. He was constantly on the Lord's errand. Like yeah. it was his whole life. Yeah. I mean, his entire yeah. life. How, to know that, if, yeah, I would just love that kind of relationship with the Lord's like, I need something done. I'll ask Ken Craig to do it. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's how it was with, with President Monson. Yeah. I, I uh, loved his stories. Mm-hmm. I loved his cadence. Have I ever told you my impression <laughs> of President Monson? That you do? Yes. No, no. When I used to do stand up. the ear wiggle? And it's, I can't do the ear wiggle, uh, but I used to do this when I did stand-up, when only in Provo, and it was out of love and respect. And it's a terrible impression. It doesn't actually sound like him, but it was the cadence of how he would tell stories. And so I will try to, I haven't done this in probably 15 years, but I will try right now. I can't wait. But, uh, but the way he would tell a story is he'd say, I remember as I walked on the plane. It was a large plane. (laughs) And so I said to the flight attendant, do you have something to drink? She said, why, yes, we have coffee. I said, I don't drink coffee. She said, why not? I said, because I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. (laughs) He used to do that. Bum, 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 bum. I loved him. He's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, that was the worst impression. That's great. But I knew ex- I, if you hadn't told me, I would have known. Exactly I remember who one you were conference doing. he was talking about getting off a plane somewhere in the Polynesian I- Islands, and how a woman ran up and hugged him, and he said, "I walked down, and there was a woman running toward me. She threw her arms around me. She was a large woman." <laughs> 
<laughs> I just remember. Oh, I just love him. Uh, Mickey Fowler says that President Kimball is the reason I came back into activity. He spoke to me. Oh, Mickey, what a beautiful, beautiful experience. And Marcus Wilson, by the way, can we just pitch that Marcus Wilson is one of the most talented jugglers like on the planet? Like Marcus. Than, has he done weddings? He, he, he may have. <laughs> I met Marcus. We were actually filming uh, Touched by an Angel. He and I were both juggling on it, and we've been right. dear friends ever since. Marcus says, I saw you do that impression the first time I did stand-up. Marcus, this was probably the the next time I've done it since that first time that you ever saw it. So, Marcus, good to see you, man. We we need to go out to lunch very soon. Marcus just built a surfboard, by the way. Built his own what? surfboard and vlogged about it the entire time. So That's amazing. Marcus is an incredibly talented man. All right, so let's let's open it up to priesthood session. You now have a uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of sons-in-law and daughters-in-law and all kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah. going on. And soon to have another daughter-in-law. Yes. For crying month. out loud. Yeah. So, and it, can I just say, it is the cutest wedding invitation. I mean, <laughs> oh, just <laughs> for crying out loud. We got the invitation the other day. It's adorable. But, uh, oh, before we move on, I missed Mike Pilkey. Good to see you. Uh, my favorite Hinkley moment is when the AC unit was broken in the tabernacle and when Hinckley spoke, he said, we know it's hot in here. We're sorry. It's not nearly as hot as it will be if you don't repent. <laughs> I don't remember that. Do you? I don't know. I know. That's good, though. <laughs> Mike, I hope that that's true. I believe you. I believe it's true. But, oh, that's really funny. Not nearly as hot as it will be if you don't repent. So tell me about your Saturday night, your priesthood session. Do you have a tradition for priesthood session? We, we did. It used to be, you know, me and my sons and and uh we would go to the session and then go get burgers uh and kind of debrief the session and what we just heard did you have a specific burger place you always went to or just go out um for a while it was in and out burger yeah uh, we've done burger supreme mm, love a burger supreme <laughs> yeah. a little pastrami on a burger yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. sure <laughs> uh but now that it's a broadcast at home and also it's kind of it's kind of opened more like uh, like this weekend. Uh, I mean, Katie and my daughters kind of joined in because nice. they're like, "Why wouldn't I want to hear our leader speak?" You know, and so um, yeah. and so we still I, we still went out and got burgers uh, after. In fact, my future daughter in law was the one that volunteered, and she ran and picked them up and brought them back to the house. So we still had the burger thing, but now it kind of expanded to everybody. So did you did you exert your patriarchy by saying, <laughs> "I'll allow it." <laughs> That would have gone over really well with Katie. Well, yeah. yeah. I wanted her to know just what kind of family yes. she was marrying into. <laughs> I'll allow it this time, ladies. Yeah. She said, I'll go get the burgers. I said, sustained. Sustained. No, no yeah. She was very sweet and ran and got them. So, uh, yeah, we kind of do We kind of do a, a night out, I guess is what it is. But, um, that's but awesome. now we, we've been watching at home. And I don't, even when it started broadcasting at home, there were a few times that we would still go out. Yeah. But now with the pandemic, it's... Do you think that going to the chapel for priesthood session is going to be a thing again? I don't know. I, I, don't, I wonder. For if, me in my house. That is for me in my house. <laughs> yes, yeah, we will sit at home. <laughs> no, yes. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it, it was a tradition, right, for a long time. But um, yeah, it's very easy to do it from home now. And I, you cook. You cook, don't you? Don't you do? The, yeah. The so big we have. Barbecue? We have a tradition. By the way, Mike Pilkey sent us the link. 
<laughs> and uh, so we believed you, Mike. But this we is, believe I'm you. But we're glad it. to have the link. Everybody can go check it out now. I'm going to watch it afterward. Uh, Marley says my boys would do soft serve after the session. A little oh. ice cream. That's pretty nice. Uh, and then Mike Pilkey, who's out in Tennessee, says our ward was open for priesthood session. Oh, wow. That's wow, cool. very nice. Um, Tennessee didn't have a pandemic, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. Um, no, but uh, yeah, so we started, it was really interesting. You know, I have uh, some kids with uh, some learning challenges and sitting Oh yeah. Sitting through priesthood sessions is not easy for any 12-year-old or 13-year-old. No, I remember. What's that? Much less their father. Yes. <laughs> it's not easy because dad's going, come on, guys, let's go. That's why it's not easy. Are we done yet? Let's go. Um, my, so I remember, I have great memories of my father. Uh, I, I may have told this story in a previous. This is, this is a great story. Sorry. I apologize if I'm repeating it. But uh, one year for priesthood session. So that Saturday morning, I was in a, I was in a play. And my brother was driving us to the performance and he went and picked up a friend of mine who was in the play and he was in the family van and he backed up and he backed into a parked car. Yeah. First accident, right? He's 16 years old. So he crushes in the side of this car. We had this big old, you know, van conversion thing with swivels, captain's chairs from the eighties and plush carpet. (laughs) Uh, And so he backs into this car that was on Saturday morning. So Saturday evening, my, my so my dad had his regular car. Then he had a sports car. He had a 1987 Mazda RX-7. My dad had the same what? car. You're kidding a me. A red one. No, and my dad had a black one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I love the RX-7. Yeah. So my brother, my brother begs my dad, can I can I drive the RX-7 to priesthood session? My dad had to go early. He goes, yeah, just come meet me there with your brother. And my, my, my brother, who my brother, you know, passed away a few years ago. This is one of his favorite stories, too. He said, well, I really want to go pick up my friend Blair. And my dad goes, no, it's a two-seater. <laughs> First of all, the RX-7 was a tiny car. Yeah. And he says, it's a two-seater, and I don't want you going anywhere first. Just bring your brother to priesthood session. That's it. So we get in the, in the RX-7. We start to go. Instead of turning left to go to the stake center, we turn right. And I go... Where are you going with the stakes? Oh, we're going to get Blair. I knew I was going to be crushed in the back. Did you ever get to sit in the back of the hatchback? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was not pleasant. No seatbelt. It's a little cargo space. Yeah. You had to do the hunched over turtle to even fit in there. Yeah. So we are driving along, and all of a sudden, these two really cute girls at a Volkswagen Bug are driving next to us, and we're in dress shirts and ties. We're looking good. We're in the RX-7. Music's playing. My brother's smiling at him. I'm kind of waving at him. Boom. Same day, my brother rear-ends a BMW. Oh, no. An old BMW (laughs) 2002, a beautiful car. He ends up rear-ending them. And I'm going, two accidents in the same day. And we were on our way to pick up Blair. So anyway, we, we go over. <laughs> we go over to the church. I'm 14 years old. Oh, no, a family from our ward drives by and sees me and says, hey, are you guys okay? And I said, yeah, can I just go to the church with you? Can I get you know, distance myself as far as possible <laughs> from this? Well, there are no cell phones, you know, That's so right. I can't That's get right. a hold yeah, of them, yeah, you yeah. know. So fortunately, so I go over to the stake center and I walk in the back and I sit down next to my dad. And then suddenly I realize my dad is going to lose his mind. He is going to be so angry because we're going the wrong way, you know? <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm just sitting there and my dad leans over and goes, where's Todd? And I go, 
Yeah, my, my, my brother's uh, keeper. Yeah, my, my, my brother's keeper. Finally, I go, uh, Dad, Todd got into a car accident. And he goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thinking of this morning. And I said, no, like Not just now. Way. And he goes, in my RX-7? <laughs> yes, this was my dad's pride and joy. And he goes, let's go. So we walk out. Is he okay? First, it's compassionate father, you know. Oh, that's Everything good. Okay. That's good instincts. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment. <laughs> Once he knew my brother was alive and okay, we start driving. And he goes, so where is he? And I said, he's in the Carl's Jr. parking lot. And he goes, which Carl's Jr.? I said, the one on Blossom Hill. And he goes, but that Carl's Jr., that's not on the way. All of a sudden, he floors it in his car. <laughs> and he had an Audi that was very fast. <laughs> we are flying toward it. My dad is saying some unholy things. <laughs> we get there. We pull in. He rips into the parking lot. My brother comes running at my dad going, Dad, I swear I was just at my dad. Points at the passenger seat. Exchanges information. Now I'm 14 years old. His RX-7 was a manual. It's a five-speed stick shift. I've never driven. And he says he gets in the car, and as he's climbing in the Audi, he goes, "Sean, bring my car home." And he climbs up <laughs> my brother, peels out out of the parking lot. I'm going, I don't know how to drive. I'm 14. So I had to figure out getting my dad's RX-7 back home in a first year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Years. That's amazing. That was one of my favorite priesthood memories. But <laughs> that was, sorry, that was, I digress. Somehow we gained more viewers during that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was going to look up and go, we just lost all of our viewers. Um, They're no, comfortable. They know we're not calling on them. Yes. <laughs> we're in our own, telling our own stories. I'm in my, I'm in my RX-7 bubble. <laughs> we're starting an RX-7 fan club. Um, yeah, for, so so a few years ago, because of our kids with uh, with learning challenges, as soon as they announced you can watch from home, boom, we yeah. just said that's it. And so a couple times we ordered in pizza. We tried to make it something a little more of a celebration and that we would all be together. Mm -hmm. And then now I've gotten so into barbecue that uh, a few years ago uh, I started doing ribs and we invited some neighbors and some friends over. And this time my old roommate from Sacramento was in town visiting. Uh, my my one of my best friends is my uh, old business partner was in town with his son. My barbecue partner Nick, like a oh, whole bunch of friends. I just yeah. said, hey, why don't you guys come over? Almost everybody had been vaccinated, so I said, look, if you feel safe, my brother in law, my two nephews. So I made six racks of spare ribs, full wow. racks, six full racks in my smoker. Amazing. And we blew through six full racks. My father-in-law came over. So. <laughs> we ate so many ribs. And by, by three, three racks, these were huge racks of ribs. <laughs> by three racks, everybody was full. But the nice thing is it got very quiet because we plowed through a ton of ribs and everyone was kind of laying on the couch and this... <laughs> Food coma, just <laughs> listening. So yeah, that was our that was our experience. Nice. So it was pretty fun. Glad you got to have your tradition with uh, with with burgers. Yeah, so, I'm trying to look at uh, trying to look at who else we had. By the way, Elder Renland looking fantastic. Yeah, lost a lot of weight there. Yeah. Elder Renland, he's on. He had uh, COVID. <laughs> did he? I think he did. He may have. <laughs> yeah. That, that but I'm sure that's not what it is. But yeah, he did. He looked uh, He looked really good. All right. How much did you love Elder Matombo? <laughs> was his voice, 
was just like, give me a hug, man, please. He was so bright and vibrant. He's like, the story he's telling does not match the enthusiasm in his, you know, he's talking about this horrible <laughs> this atrocity. Yeah. Yes. But he just seemed so full of joy and optimism. Oh. And yeah. Yeah. Ye shall be free. Just so beautiful. I think this is a trend that will continue is either that we have more international speakers, yeah. which we'll get to Sunday where where yeah. there were so many, but also that they may record, you know? Yeah. It didn't take anything away. No, yeah. Uh-uh. It's one of the things I'm grateful for out of, uh, you know, out of uh, conference was, I think that was just awesome. Yeah, the so. traveling won't limit. It doesn't, you know, it won't get in the way if there's people who can record and send it in. And Yeah. Just awesome. All right. Anything else uh, from our audience before we get into Sunday? Anything about Saturday or priesthood session? Um, Mark Buchanan says, President Hinckley, uh, priesthood session story. He thanked the MTC choir and then said that the BYU game will not be over for two hours. Therefore, I have to cut my talk short <laughs> so that you cannot watch the game. <laughs> that's funny. I do not remember that one either, that either, but that's funny. So let's get into Sunday. Now, Sunday, Ken, how excited do you get to put on the Sunday clothes? <laughs> it's fine. It's almost at this point like I have casual Sunday yeah. clothes. <laughs> I have a pair of khakis and uh, the white Golf shirt. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Golf shirt. Golf shirt and a tie. <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> so on a scale from burgers to no sugar month <laughs> to zero sugar month. It's at, what do you... I'll, I'll be honest. When Katie first brought it up, and I know I've told this before too, but it was a tradition in her family. Sundays you stay, you know, mine. My family growing up, the tradition was the first person home from church and into their sweats wins, you know. But um, she was like, I don't know. I think it'll help the day seem like a different day. Don't you think that would be beneficial? She traps me a lot of times with questions, Sean, that that have obvious answers. Don't you think? Of course that would make it feel like it. Ken, don't you think the Lord would appreciate it (laughs) if we showed that respect? So initially I was like, I don't know. But um, it's just become, I know we've done it for decades now. And so um, I don't don't mind it. And it does, it does, uh, it is a nice reminder of making the day different. So I'm I'm fine with it. Here's my challenge for October conference, tuxedo. (laughs) If we're going to make it extra special. I'm going to get one of those tuxedo t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> the old 1980s tuxedo. Wear a tuxedo t-shirt with a piano tie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be the way. Are we going somewhere? <laughs> yeah. um, no, but combo. yeah, it's, uh, but Sunday, Sunday mornings, this is, this is a tradition that I brought, <laughs> which is funny. I don't know how it began, but um, when I was a kid, my mom would make this big gingerbread cake on Sunday morning conference and we would slather it with whipped cream and fruit. And I asked her now, I'm like, why, how did that start? She's like, I'm sure I didn't have anything in the cupboard. And it was like, well, I got this mix for a gingerbread cake. She's like, so I made that. And then you guys were so excited about it. I just started making it every conference week. <laughs> hey, Ken, when you become a general authority, don't share that story. <laughs> it's not a great story, Ken. I know. But I'm like, but to this day, we still do that. <laughs> I think it's awesome that you still do it. So Katie, but now Katie's like up. It's like she makes this like gingerbread trifle. It's got like a custard in it and all these oh berries gosh. and everything. So that's kind of what we eat every Sunday morning for conference. We eat this big, big breakfast spread. Wow. including a gingerbread trifle. <laughs> so. Is there some salt in there? Like, is it, do you do sausage or eggs or anything no, too? No, no. 
I also, mean, we, yes, not in, not in the trifle, but well, yeah, we'll not, have we'll have not protein in the on trifle. the side. Yeah, you should try in the trifle. <laughs> Eggs, bacon, ham. Good. Yeah. It's all good. Why not? Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's kind of our Sunday morning. You guys, anything? We offer sleeping <laughs> off the, the meat coma from the night before. <laughs> well, we doubled down on the meat. Uh, <laughs> we actually have a we have a quick family prayer giving thanks for not getting dressed up <laughs> at which point no we we no. don't have we don't have any tradition of dressing up no we 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 usually do a breakfast thing but because it you know because it's easter um we it, it was dumb we invited our children to come to dinner and uh we i say dinner it was lunch we invited them at noon to come in between sessions mm-hmm and and we have two boys who live in group homes, you know, that we have to go pick up. We hadn't seen them for a while. It's been really weird with COVID and everything. Yeah. So we invited the two of them. And then we just said, whoever else wants to come. We ended up having four of our kids come over, which was amazing. So I had gone to, you know, I wanted to do something for Easter. Uh, and so I had gone to the grocery store and had found uh, standing rib roasts and which... I love smoking a rib roast. Like, you know, I loaded it up with all kinds of herbs and, and smoked it and, and it was great. And then I made, I made a whole bunch of food. I made uh, sweet potato wedges and, and roasted grilled peppers that I had, had like three or four of my smokers go in. And it was <laughs> nice. really fun for me. And then we, so we watched the morning session and then uh, we had lunch together at noon and then I drove the boys home and, and we watched afternoon session. So it was nice. It was nice because then in the evening, it was like, you know, we were so busy with conference stuff Saturday yeah. and Sunday, and then four o'clock rolled around. And there was, I will say, Ken, there was an overwhelming peace in our home on Sunday. By the way, for our audience out there, we would love to hear kind of what your experience was on Sunday, uh, if it was if it was different or kind of what you did or what stands out, and especially if there are any talks that you remember uh, let's talk about, uh, was it the first or second session? I think it was second session that had uh, so many of the, oh no, it was first session that had all so many international speakers. Yeah. Was that incredible? Yeah, that was amazing. Okay. Was there anybody, and I'd love to know from the audience, uh, was there anybody who did not cry at the Korean Children's Choir? <laughs> Ken, right? Nobody. Yeah. I mean, was that the sweetest thing you've yeah. ever seen? Yeah. I mean, I was I was working on dishes or something and, and just listening, and then I kind of heard the singing and was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then my wife goes, you've got to come see this. And I kind of walk around the corner, and again, there I am crying. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty beautiful. I think we can all support the, hey, much, much more international influence. Yeah, I mean it's it's it is a global church, you know, and so there are just such a variety of perspectives, uh, cultures, experiences that are um, that I think we all want to hear, yeah, and experience in. So uh, when when I look at the names, you know, at this session, it's you know I think for for many years, and and a lot of it was just a technology thing and travel and everything yeah. else, yeah. you know, and planning. But listen to this session, the last names, Suarez, Aburto, Mark Palmer, but who's from New Zealand, uh-huh. you know, even though Palmer is a fairly common name, 
uh, Elder Edward Dube, Tejera, uh, Wakolo. It's Teixeira. Oh, Teixeira. He's from, he's from oh, he's from Portugal. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I put the Spanish <laughs> on it. You're right, Teixeira. Um, Chihong Sam Wong, which I love that. Uh-huh. John Yu Tay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just you know, and then and then finished out with the prophet. I I just think it's so cool to have so many different names. And what I love is they, you know, you've you've traveled a lot. I've 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 probably attended church. I know I've attended church in Taiwan, um, in mainland China service services, um, but uh, in Taiwan and in Hong Kong, I've gone to church in Australia, in England in Chile, in Mexico. And it is different. The culture is different. The way they speak is often different. I mean, you lived in Hawaii, you know, you get the aloha at the beginning and the messages are a little bit more friendly, a little more casual, you know, to bring different cultures. I just thought that was a beautiful session. There was something, I I can't even tell you why I hesitate to bring it up because I can't put my finger on it, but Elder Suarez um, the way he talked about the Savior, mm. and it felt like his emotions were right on the surface the entire time he was speaking, like just his love for the Savior. And so it wasn't like he said anything that I thought, oh, I've never thought of it that way, or, or you know, but something in the way he just testified and something in the way he shared just really moved me, really, really touched me. And I think he's... Uh, just a wonderful man. Elder so. Suarez is. He's so special. <laughs> yeah. This is a, d- a different tone, but I was in another work meeting when Elder Suarez was speaking. This was right after he'd been called. Well, you get the coolest I know. I know. I'm just dropping names here. But <laughs> let's let's remind everybody what you do. For so I work in the philanthropies department yeah. for the church, which is, uh, which is a department under the office of the presiding bishopric. And we uh, fundraise for all the church priorities, humanitarian aid and... Uh, all the scholarships for the church schools, general missionary fund, family search, stuff like that. And so quarterly, we meet with a, a general authority for training, for work training. So Elder Suarez had just been called, and and uh, he was meeting with us. And he goes, uh, um, and the interviewer asked him about being called as an apostle. And he goes, you know, I had this perfect vacation home picked out. It was on an <laughs> island off of Portugal. And I was going to retire there. And now I'm not. Now I'm doing this for the rest of my life. You're going to watch me die. Isn't that weird to you? That's weird to me. <laughs> it was just this so informal and so casual of like, this is what it's going to look like for me now. And um, he kind of won me over with this, uh, just with being so accessible and so you know human. And then... And then something in hearing his testimony uh, about the Savior in conference, just I just furthered my love for him. I thought, what a, what a remarkable man. He so, is. Anyway. I, I specifically was touched by this talk. Yeah. And in fact, I turned to my wife and I just said, I love Elder Suarez. Yeah. I said, I just, I just love him. A couple of comments from the audience uh, referring to the... Uh, Referring to the children's choir from Korea, I don't know how anyone could have had dry eyes. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, Mark says, there are moments when you hear the hymns sung in different languages. There's a beautiful spirit, which is powerful, because even though it's in another language, you know the hymn, the spirit is the same. I totally agree. I, I left out something from Saturday that was funny that I'm just now remembering. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. Um, so 
my wife and son had gone over, well, we had all gone over to my in-laws for this birthday celebration. And they stayed over there for a while. I came back to work more on, on ribs and stuff for, for dinner. And then second session had started and, and they they hadn't come back yet. My wife and son, they, they came back about 20 minutes later. And so I was sitting and I was watching and they were doing the sustaining of all the officers. And that's something I always enjoy. I love that I get to raise my hand and say, yes, uh, yes, that is, he is a prophet. Yes, I support and sustain. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so anyway, I, I just love that moment. So I was here by myself and they said President Nelson's name. And Ken, I don't know why. I am a grown man. I am 48 years old. When they said President Nelson's name, I went, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the strangest thing? What a weird response. But I literally, it was like I couldn't contain myself. I quickly looked around like, that is not the right response. And I thought, man, I better never go to the Saturday afternoon session when they have it again in the conference center. (laughs) Yay. Yay. With your flag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yay! <laughs> clapping that was just such a visceral response right oh yeah. made you happy I, I i couldn't help it oh and stacy's on hello stacy my old friend stacy stacy whatever you're referencing didn't come through so if you could resend it that would be awesome because i didn't get the first part it says it sent without being finished i didn't get anything on it so if you could resend whatever your comment is that would be great but uh, Sunday, I don't know about you, when we're done with conference, I always think I'm full. Like, it's like the end of a meal. Yeah. You know? I couldn't have another bite. Yeah. Spiritually, I'm so full. I'm wiped. I, <laughs> yeah. I need a nap. I'm having the spirit sweats. <laughs> I, I am, I'm just, that's it. Yeah. And, but it ends and I get this just overwhelming joy I hate to use the word pride because that can be cast as such a negative thing, but I mean it in a good way. Yeah. Proud to be a member of this church. I look at the goodness that's been given from the pulpit and all the counsel. And another thing that I love is I love knowing that there are millions of people who watch this who watched a completely different conference than I did. Mm -hmm. I picked up things that I needed. You picked up things that you needed. I'll always... I'll talk to people and they'll go, oh yeah, I love this talk for this. I love it for, I love that talk for that. And you go, you got that out of it? Yeah. I saw the same talk. I didn't get that out of it. Well, it's not what I needed. Can we take a moment in that vein to talk about Elder Oaks' talk about the Constitution? Yeah. What did you think of that talk? I just love the the emphasis on, um, on the principles and being knowledgeable about it that we should be supporting uh the goodness the the inspiration that is that is in there yeah um i i think uh yeah i don't know that's what i took from it was i need to be aware and and more engaged more involved in it and um so even if that's just sharing with people or talking about my own perspective or mm. but 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 yeah i felt like it was kind of a call to action to, to to be involved to be aware yeah. I I so I think I told you I listen to a a conference talk. I try to listen to a conference talk every morning. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my part of my morning ritual. 
So this morning I was, uh, I shouldn't use the word ritual when we're talking about church things, but <laughs> part of my morning schedule. Um, so this morning I went out for a walk. I go for a long walk, two or three days a week. And I listened to that talk and I was dropping off my sons uh, at their homes when he was giving that talk. So I hadn't heard it yet. Oh. So I heard it this morning. A couple of people had texted me about it. I love that he gave it like a lawyer, uh-huh. that he started out by saying, I bring you this talk as one who was, and he started laying it out. I was a clerk for a Supreme uh, for the Supreme Court. I was, uh, I think, an assistant attorney general for the state of Utah. I was, I've been an apostle for so many years. And then he said, I'm not doing this on behalf of any political party. I am doing it as an apostle of the church. Yeah. So this is this is all going to be through the lens of the church. And then what I love, because I think somebody could say, well, that's very U.S.-centric. Then he pulled in all countries, and I didn't know this, every country on earth except for three. Three, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Every country, save three, has a constitution to it. And he didn't bring them up to shame them. <laughs> He didn't name those three. (laughs) Except for three, as he points to them. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) And you better get working on it. (laughs) I'm looking at you, North Korea. (laughs) Hey, Jong-un, get that constitution going. But but truthfully, he, he just laid it out in such a precious way. And it made me realize I used to study the Constitution quite a bit. I haven't for a while. Yeah. And so I, I kind of made the commitment to myself this morning to uh, get the Constitution back out. And, uh, you know, I think Stacy had, had started commenting about also about the uh, – says, anyway, we were all crying. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was the end of a thought, but I think she was referring also to the, so the children singing. Children, yeah. That was – just sweet. Well, anything else from our audience or anything else from you, Ken, that you wanted to go over? I was going to mention today is April 6th. Oh, yeah. So the church restored the church 191 years ago today. 191. Savior's birthday. Yeah. Today. So yeah. And just an interesting... Uh, yeah. And Sunday also, April 3rd, was the day that uh, the Kirtland Temple, the yeah. keys were restored. And so... so a great, great time of year, and uh, I say, church doesn't look a day over 150. <laughs> it just, it looks fantastic. You know, not sure what it's doing to keep itself up. You're looking good, church. You're looking good. But yeah, today's the Savior's birthday. Yeah. It's like that's part of why I love this whole thing. You get Easter, you get the Savior's birthday, the restoration. Yeah, it's all tied together. Well. I will just finish my thoughts on this with saying how grateful I am to live in this age. To live in an age, even many years ago, I went to church in, uh, I can't remember if it was Hong Kong or Taiwan. I think it I think it was Taiwan, in fact. And we had gone to church, and they had downstairs, they had a Chinese, uh, the branch was, was one branch, but the, the Chinese speakers met downstairs, and the English speakers met upstairs. And this was before the, this was dial-up internet uh-huh. times. This was probably 99, no, this was probably 2002, 2001, somewhere in there. So, I mean, you weren't getting streaming, right? certainly. Yeah. Uh, it was more dial-up. So, we went in and uh, they had sacrament meeting all together. And then they split and the Chinese speakers were downstairs. 
the English speakers were upstairs, and they had tapes of conference. And so what they did for months is they would watch three conference talks or four conference talks. That was their second hour uh-huh. was what they would do. And so and I kind of asked why. They said, well, we don't, we don't have a way to broadcast it here, so we have to wait six weeks. Yeah. Then we get the tapes and the, the Chinese speakers get the translated tapes. So then we get to watch the talks now. And he goes, by now we've all gotten our ensigns from overseas. But, you know, those same people are now sitting at home streaming it. What a blessed time to be alive. We get to hear the prophet's voice. And I just uh, am challenging myself to continue this tradition of constantly reevaluating them. Who was it who said this isn't the end of conference, this is the beginning? Yeah. You know, this yeah. is. This is the beginning of it. We've heard it once. And it will change. In three months, our needs change, you know? And yeah. I was a little bit sad to retire last conference because I listened to the talks so many times. It's like, ah, <laughs> I'm going to miss those. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like listening to Journey's Greatest Hits, you know? <laughs> you know, Faithfully, faithfully, yeah. faithfully comes on. And, but now you, know. you must go your separate ways. So. <laughs> but someday love will find me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll break those chains that bind me. Um, any closing thoughts from you, Ken? No, I, I I have loved this. I've loved re, uh, just kind of recapping. It makes me excited to go back and listen to them and, and to uh, take the notes that I did personally for things I want to work on and uh, and focus on these next six months. And um, I should be perfect by October. Yeah. Ken, in my book, you're already perfect. Well, you Sean, couldn't get any better. I love so. that book. That's a that's a good work of fiction. <laughs> well, we want to thank you all for joining us, our, our live streaming audience. We also want to thank all of you listening on the podcast. And uh, if you enjoy the show, nothing makes us happier than getting a five-star review. That's really the best way to uh, help people find the show. You just go on your podcast app, uh, wherever you're listening, and leave us a five-star review. And speaking of which, Ken... We have a new five-star review since the last time we met. So we want to thank the user as SLCX2, and uh, they left us a five-star review that was fantastic. Uh, Way to go. Keep them coming. Love the two of you together. And uh, also loves how my mom pipes it. My mom wasn't on tonight, but but just loves it. Uh, So anyway, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your five-star review, or if you want to share this on Facebook or tell your friends about it, our audience is definitely growing, but we want to get the word out to as many people so we can talk about this awesome conference. Ah, Mickey, this was so kind. Mickey says, I hope you do this after every conference. Mickey, we hope so too. So thank you for joining us. Uh, so until next time, on behalf of the Sharing Time Podcast, I'm Sean Rapier. I'm Ken Craig. We'll see you guys next time. 